Welcome to the Drug Guides Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink an insensible amount of beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we are reading Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. Because there is by no God. Stone Cold Jane Austen. Stone Cold Jane Austen. <laughs> yeah. Lost that call from match. Slavage I was, was going to make a Randy Savage joke, but I realized that was totally inappropriate. And we're starting with a beer called Raspberry Cream Crush. It is a double IPA with raspberry and vanilla made by Finback. It's 8% alcohol, and it is dry up with Citra, Blanc, and Mosaic. And I'd like to think additional characters from Street Fighter besides Blanc. There's definitely some mmm bison. <laughs> it all seems to be quite delicious. <laughs> that is beguiling. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> Are you done, Lee? God. <laughs> I am out of characters. <laughs> there, I, I think, Arthur, how many more are there? There's like fucking 50 at this point. But like in the original, there was like 16. But this tastes like a mouthful of fucking strawberries. Raspberries. Same thing. No, not the same thing. This is really good. This is only a little bit raspberry, but it is very nice. It's just enough. Yeah. I'm getting, I mean, I, I, I'm not a raspberry fan. I feel like I'm the only one who ever complains about flavor. Like, what does that even mean? Like, we, I don't like this flavor. flavor and this flavor and this flavor. I feel like no one else is like, you're just guys like, ah, this beer. Okay. You guys both complained about the mint chocolate chip beer. That's because mint is not a fucking flavor that for beer. That beer was amazing. Ugh. Yeah. Goddamn nightmare. But like, raspberries on my thing, it's kind of tart. But this. Delicious. Tastes like it, though, with added sugar because raspberries by themselves are trash. I'm really Them's just fighting words. <laughs> Street fighting words? Giving him some zen grief? Uh, I, I, I know you uh, grew up in a place where you just eat berries off of bushes because <laughs> there's no civilization, but you know, whatever. Or taxes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's called Eden. <laughs> so this is Sense and Sensibility. Is a fucking by Jane Austen, not <sighs> any other Austen, just Jane Payne Austen. This was her first finished so work. This was the first book she actually wrote, not the first published. That was Pride and Prejudice, but it's the first book she wrote, and she wrote it when she was a teenager, or at least she wrote the first draft. It seems like she had a lot of free time. It was she did nothing. She was in the landed gentry. Yeah, she didn't do anything. it was written actually as an epistolary novel. At first, because it was piss. It. <laughs> Emphasis on the piss. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. And that's then the she upgraded part. it to an a shittily novel. <laughs> this is what we read. <laughs> man, did it suck. Uh, so anyway, Could after this, with it. <laughs> after the success of Pride and Prejudice, I think a she was Bill like dumps Roman. <laughs> that's what kind of no? I, she. I think she thought, oh shit, I need. Oh shit! I need another book. <laughs> Quick! I need another thing to publish fast. What do I? Oh, I already have this thing that I wrote before. But she decided to rewrite it, not as a epistolary novel. However, I think a lot of those sections ended up staying in because did you notice that a lot of the characters spoke in really, really long speeches to That's each other? How every fucking book from this era is. Okay, this even more so. Than others, it's where hard, they spoke it's hard to differentiate at this point. Super long sections, and it's because I mean I'm only guessing here, but it's because she had really written that. That was a letter that had gone back and forth, and she just took like you know eight paragraphs in a row, and instead of a letter, it's like I will said. it be said, <laughs> and, and then and then her friends wrote back to her, "Stop fucking sending me these." 
New address, <laughs> who dis? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it makes sense. I, I, I did not, I knew this was reworked because she wrote like a whole bunch of, yeah. she wrote it when she was like 19, which I guess, fuck, when I was 19, I could not have written this. I'll give Just, her that, but it, it's still, uh, fuck this. Oh, yeah, in the face. But <laughs> it's, it was, it's, it's not good. It is we'll not. save our opinions for the end. <laughs> I, think, I think we haven't, I think we've already said them. So one of the like kind of main things, so it's between, the, the, look, the book is mainly about two sisters. One is yeah. Eleanor. And, and she, still has a, she still has a Mary, a Mary in there who's like a ghost sister. Who she yeah, vanished from most yeah. of the novel. Who's in there. She's, she's, she's in there for the younger. first 4% and the last 4%. Every once in a while, she, her name would pop up and I'm like, who is she again? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. And then I'd have to go back to Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, that's right. I did read about this that. This is another one where I had to have like a chart of who was related to who and who the characters are. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like a War Game of Thrones War book. and Peace level. Like, who the fuck is because ever also they're only referred to by their last names. Yeah, Miss this, Mister that, Mrs. And when you're reading it kind of fast, Mister and Miss and Mrs. It's rather, like, it's kind of look Dashwood. the same. It's you just know? like well, it's just like they talk about Miss Dashwood like, all if, the time, but that's yeah. three different people. And if if you're not reading it fast, there's there's like four or five different surnames and fifty seven thousand characters. <laughs> It's like, which one is this? And actually, it becomes a bit of a plot point, the fact that they're called Mr. They keep getting Mr. Mr. This. Yeah, the, oh, Mr. Ferrars? Ah, oh, that Mr. Ferrars, oh, right? No, no, the other who? Mr. Ferrars. Yeah. Huh? Like, it's so confusing. Even the characters are lost. Yeah. I mainly wonder, is it supposed to be funny at points? At some point, I was legitimately wondering, like, is this satire? Is this a joke? And uh, I was thinking, no. I don't okay. know. I don't let's, know. Let's, let's wait. Let's, let's not get into that yet. Let's just first say Fair. that what the kind of the book is about. So it's the two. <laughs> so it's mainly about the two older sisters, which is the older one, which is Eleanor, Eleanor and Marianne. Eleanor, younger Eleanor ones, Marianne. spelled stupid. Eleanor, which well, is she's Eeyore's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> It is Why don't dumb. you just get married? <laughs> no, it was Johnny Cash. I mean, <laughs> she's Elmore. the older one who's 18 or 19, which is, you know, if, if that. almost an old maid yeah, she's at the 19. time. And then the younger one who's 15. and Very nice. <laughs> the younger, the, In the 1800s. I'm not judging. That's an, so, an old maid back then. Oh, yeah, for sure. In fact, there's a passage She's when... She's her second marriage. There, there's, there's a passage when Marianne is talking about some dude, whichever it is, who's going to marry a woman who's 27. And she's like, there is no possible way a woman as advanced in age as 27 could be is capable of inspiring capable of, love. Capable of feeling in their heart. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's like it's pretty ridiculous. Because she's basically in the grave. Like, Which, that part No one's going to fuck satire. that gilf. <laughs> <laughs> that part, probably satire. But anyway. There so, was also a part, that, I'm sorry to get, where they talk about how old Colonel Brandon is. Was it Colonel yeah. Brandon or Willoughby? I forget. Brandon. And, and he's like he's 35. 35. I was like, how did that make you Agent. feel, Nate? When, you, when yeah, they no. say how old the 35-year-old man is, and they're like, he's basically dead. He has rheumatism, and he can't be fun. And I was reading this as a 32, almost 33-year-old person. Yeah, like, who the fuck has rheumatism at 35? And I was like, oh, man, that guy's old. But then I remembered Nate. And... <laughs> It's like, oh, and I'm no, like no. 35, not 135. 
Sorry, Nate just took a nap. Should we have a beer or can I? Let's just have a beer because this fucking book sucks bag of AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) This milks it. This is Affinity Bound from Common Roots. We've had several of their beverages before. This is a double IPA that's 8% alcohol. And Common Roots is in the Bronx. Fuck. Why haven't we gone there yet? Oh, yeah, because no one goes to the Bronx. It's a double IPA with Citra Galaxy and Mosaic Hops. It's too crowded. And it is an, has an oat-heavy grist. Grist? Yeah, it says oat-heavy grist. I don't know what that means. I think that's a member of Gwar. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking might be. Oat-heavy grist. <laughs> well, that's very... I get a distinct pineapple out of that. I don't know what grist is, but... I I, it just means I don't, malt bill. I don't know if I'm getting it. The oat heavy grist thing, that's just talking about the, the malted, the malt background of the It's got beer. a fucking intense bitter aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. Very bitter. It's not bad, but it is bitter as fuck afterwards. Much like I was after this fucking shitty book. So basically the book starts that So okay, wait, hold on. The fuck are their last the names? The main thing about the book, the Dashwoods. Yes. So the older sister is the one that has some sense. Yes. And then the younger sister one that is like she's too passionate she's too emotional and that's kind of the idea behind the title that sense and sensibility actually means something a little bit different today than it did back then sense means having sense but sensibility meant being more emotional and the third sister was irrelevant she was totally irrelevant (laughs) one thing that it said in the introduction of the edition that i was reading was that it was sort because because uh, uh, Jane Austen was writing it in like 1793 or something like that, and she was actually it was even a little tiny bit about the French Revolution because hmm. it was thought among the English landed gentry at the time that the reason why the French Revolution was happening is the people being overly passionate and overly emotional. And that was being overly passionate and emotional was sort of thought of as a bad thing. And as she was writing this, she was kind of writing it as like, well, there's like the sort of more reasonable person. And then there's the person who's too passionate. And that leads her, that leads Marianne astray. And that's one of the things that she's talking about in the book. This was, this was just the introduction of the book I read, of the edition I read. Don't know how that true that is. It's just, it's it just is so full stupid. of bullshit. So, the overall plot, though, which is mainly about each of them trying to find the right man to marry, or it, it's just so dumb. Yeah. It, it is just a stupid it's plot. It's super dumb. It's pretty thin. Like, we we, we, could, we could really sum up the entire 400,000 pages into like five paragraphs, and nothing would be left out. Well, there, there's some because details. Because they, they spend so many chapters just talking about and then they went to a party where everyone was nice. And then there was a baby there. And well, sometimes they're not all nice, like Lucy. Barton yes, Lucy and, and, and Anna Steele. And they're fucking. Was that the one of the, the spoiled children? Was that them? No, no, no. no. Were the spoiled bratty kids. The spoiled kids? bratty kids was the people that they lived with after the. Oh well, we haven't gone to the plot. We didn't even talk. Yeah, they, they have been disinherited. They've been disinherited because the first, you know, eleven thousand chapters are about a the aristocracy and the rights of British inheritance. And, and who, you know, and male primogeniture. And the whole story doesn't even really talk about Eleanor Marianne at all. It really is just this really dense thing about who's going to inherit what. And then the, it's the, like, the, this the, is and a then when the father of this dies, person. 
the the son half brother son says he's going to promise a thousand pounds each to each but of his, his dirty bitch wife says no half sisters but his yeah but the evil stepmother is mean and is like they don't need that much money that much that money is mine there was then, there was like a a Rube Goldberg level of family inheritance that <laughs> led to the fact that <laughs> these girls were not allowed didn't to have much have much money. yeah not not have a shitload of money, but they were still enough money. They didn't have to do anything ever. They so just, they, they were not going to have. They were not going to have enough money. They wouldn't have a lot of slaves. That they were. They didn't be have rich. to work. Yeah, one of them just gets to play the fucking piano forte all day. Well, much like in Pride and Prejudice, uh, you know, women of this class of this time in You're England, supposed to be like a hot wife. They couldn't go get a job and earn their own thing. They're only, pro- not prospect, they're only like, they. the most important thing was marrying into a rich family because that was the most important thing for them. Because if you were they an cannot, uggo, you better learn piano. Because they, <laughs> except from inheritance, which these ladies do not have, except for inheritance, you cannot provide for yourself. It's just period. You just don't do it. You can't do it. They were not given an inheritance. They were basically exactly. just so, dowry vessels. For them, like in Pride and Prejudice, because also in Pride and Prejudice, the daughters don't, can't inherit the, the estate, so they have to make a good match. Though I did, I did see that in this book there was a, uh, a similarity. I, I looked it up because I had a lot of questions about... After, after the Pride and Prejudice everything we did was like, what the fuck does it mean to say that... They have an income of this many pounds uh, this per year. This many pounds per year, yeah. And it turns out like that means like they have family investments that they the investments pay out this much per year. Yeah. So they have like land and shit, but they have their investments just exist and they are given this much per year to just, you know, smoke crack with whoever the fuck they want to do. And the rich Opium. guy in this book, what the fuck was his name? Uh one of the rich guys in this book, the Mr. Maybe Ferrers, Colonel Brandon, I think was the rich guy, but Colonel Brandon had an income of whatever the fuck it was, but his income was exactly the same income as the entire Bennett family. But his income in this was like, wow, what a rich guy. But in the Bennett family, he was, it was not rich. Enough, oh God, yeah. they're poor. Because well, they, they couldn't, couldn't inherit. inherit. They couldn't inherit. It so was they a had series nothing. of like, what would these girls give to whatever husband like settled for fucking them? Yeah. If I remember correctly in Pride and Prejudice episode, when Mr. Darcy had an income of 10000 a Mr. year. Dar- that's like a, like a million, million dollars, dollars Mr. Darcy was one of like the richest like 0.1% of people in the world at that point. In the British Empire, yeah. which of course was a ton. So anyway, ten thousand pounds a year is is today's equivalent of having an income of a million dollars a year to do nothing. To do though. nothing. That's just that's just comes well, to the dividends. To, a, thousand, a thousand pounds is about ninety thousand dollars today. Wait, a thousand pounds then? A thousand pounds then is ninety thousand pounds today. So, yeah, so if ten thousand is nine hundred thousand. So if your estate. Okay, Brought in a thousand pounds a year at that that's time. An, that's an that's an interest. That's, that's an interest from your investments, rent or interest. Yes, yeah. so rent it's like interest. money that just is yours without doing anything. Well, yeah. you might have to, I guess, eventually reinvest in a new stable or some shit, or, but, or manage well, they, like it the, to the, a the concept of a stock market didn't agree. They were in index funds. It was just in like 
you know, well, back the, the land stock market did, was yeah. four things. They existed a little bit, but there wasn't a stock market. It was people standing out on the street saying, hey, I'll give you 20 pounds for that share. Pork That's bellies. Blue no, that chips. Was much later. <laughs> Blue chips. I don't know what the fuck stocks are. But it was, these people, these people live off <laughs> the money of their family and for the most part do absolutely nothing. They just gallivant. Yeah. Let's go. Let me go to my other house. They have dinner parties. So it's like being a Kardashian. Oh, that's different. Basically, it's like being, it, it is 100% like being a Kardashian, except there's no Instagram. And they probably didn't have. And like, they don't. They, there are no black landowners <laughs> in this book, <laughs> or plastic surgery. Oh yes. Yeah, so. so they're like much bigger, much bigger uggos. Oh, it's unfortunate. They weren't heavily sculpted. But you know what we do have? More beer. They heavily sculpted this beer. Another one, Finback. You're welcome. Free publicity. This is called Late Afternoon. It's from Finback. This came out right around Christmas time, but it's still good, I assure you. It's an imperial stout with ginger, brown sugar, cinnamon, and vanilla. It's an imperial snacky stout. Snacky? That's what it says, snacky stout. (laughs) 10% alcohol, and it says, smells like Christmas on the bottom. It's their homage in beer form to the gingerbread cookie. Oh my God, that's dark. Which I hate gingerbread, um, by the way. I love gingerbread cookies. Ginger snaps? I knew you would. A ginger snaps, same thing as gingerbread? Uh, well, okay, there's bread in the, gin- the ginger snap cookies. I thought ginger snaps were when redheaded people, you know, were like, yes. They go postal. <laughs> They're definitely not gingers. <laughs> the redheaded Adams family. <laughs> the John Adams family. They were redheads. Jefferson was that redhead. Mm. I was wrong, yeah. Not his kids, though. This is really, they had black really, hair. really fucking good. Only half of them. I don't like gingerbread, frankly, but... I don't I taste s- any gingerbread this in this. This is very good. I see what they're going for, and it totally nails it. I don't taste any gingerbread at all, but... I wouldn't say... So this is a really good beer. I wouldn't say it's totally gingerbread cookie. Stick your nose in it and just whiff that shit. Like, what do you smell? That's, I mean, yeah, I smell it's a little bit. I got a little bit. I would say... I getting any. My expectations were very high, because Finback is good, you know. That's why it's high. But it's a very good beer. So I would say the first 20% of this book is... Uh, Setting It's like book. a diatribe on the intricacies of British inheritance, at which point I had to skim mm-hmm. through it and reread everything on Wikipedia because I did not know what the fuck was even going on. It was pretty confusing. And I, I read it the first quarter especially, I was like reading really carefully. Like, I need to understand it. Because someone had just reviewed our podcast. Like, you guys didn't even read Pride and Petra. like, yes, we fucking did. I'll show you. And then I was reading it really carefully. I liked, I like, I, better or worse, I liked Pride and Prejudice. It was surprisingly decent. And I read it. This was fucking intolerable. <laughs> yeah, this was I so read much this worse. on a plane where I had nothing else to do because you had to pay money to use like the the uh, Wi-Fi internet because they didn't have a screen on the ch- on the chair in front of you because it was American Airlines because they're trash. <laughs> no, yeah. And that, my option was read this book or do nothing, and I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I chose to sit and do nothing rather than continue to read this fucking book because it was so bad. Yeah, we barely talked about what's happened in the book. Nothing so happens. Okay, so a little bit happens. 
It's not a lot, but a little bit happens. So the main thing is, is that the Dashwood family, at least the two older sisters and the mom, have to move to a cottage. A cottage, which is like a fucking no. But first, mansion before, cottage. Before, before they actually leave for the cottage, a fine gentleman named Edward Ferrers and Eleanor become very well, interested Edward in each Ferrers other. Edward Ferrers is the brother of the wife of their half-brother. Yeah. They're not, but it's not actually incest because they're technically not related. Yeah. No. Uh, the in-law of the half-brother yeah. father. They're definitely thing. not related, but it's still but anyway, like, we only know four people. Hmm. And I'm fairly sure that, I think that's how it works in the aristocracy yeah. these days. It anyway, is. they're very interested in each other and they like each other a lot. But, but I've got to move to this campground. But I've got to move to a cottage. A cottage is not a cottage in the way we are thinking of it. It's like there's only five bedrooms and three baths. Yeah. It's the which, it's just the, the house live. outside of the palatial estate. Like, is it a yeah. cottage or is it the biggest house that you've ever seen? I like them when they were like, oh, "We need to remodel this. We need to make the stairs wider, and we need to add three rooms, and we need to raise because this. these hips like, don't lie." Like, but you have like eleven pounds. Like, how are you? Af- yeah. Yes, nice. we'll have to do all of this. Go give the man a shilling and, and get well, it started. This is where it shows that Eleanor is actually the smart one because she's like, we can't do that. We can't afford that. She's the one who actually understands. And both the mother and the sister don't get it. So anyway, they're there on the cottage of the estate, but they're both very, you know, pretty young women. And so they get invited to parties and and things at the actual estate. It's the 1800s equivalent of living in someone's back garden shed. No, but the garden, but the garden shed the, is no. They're the Cato Kalins. No, it's, it's the of equivalent of living on the guest house of a fucking mansion where people get murdered, <laughs> <laughs> but get acquitted. You're a poor, but yeah. it's Allegedly. still nicer than everybody else's house. Yeah. You have no money for the type of lifestyle you used to live, but you'll live you, in your cousin's guest house. Yeah, guest house on their mansion. Yeah, that's on their mansion. So you can still day. like you can still fuck. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> sure. I so guess. anyway, at the well, at some of these goal is at some of these <laughs> gatherings or the other people who live in the neighborhood, there are two people who are definitely very important. One of which is Colonel Brandon, who is practically in you know senior citizen. He's at the basically a advanced geriatric thirty five. How is he still moving? <laughs> the Reaper is constantly held at bay. But uh, and who is uh, okay? Later, definitely interested in Marianne, but uh, then also a younger, fine gentleman named Willoughby, John Willoughby, I believe, uh, and he and Marianne are very interested in each other. Because they have she's, many, because she's they have 15. Many she is 15 years old. And she's yeah. better looking than the young uh, sister. So Marianne and Willoughby, you know, they are very, they take many long walks together. And then, because of that, everyone knows they must be secretly engaged. Because that's know, how it worked. That's right? how a man that. talks yeah. to a lady, he's going to marry her. Basically, yes. And so, that's for how it worked a, for me, guys. I got one girl to talk to me. I'm like, please marry me. And then you just lock them in your basement, and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's wh- shut up, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll feed you later. So they're going through. Well, he, they they we, we they meet because she's walking around and she falls down a hill. She, and, and 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 he carries her, her home in the rain. Yes, he carries oh. her home, and she's like, "Wow, 
let's get married in her mind because she's 15 years old and she's like, she just saw her first fucking Ricky Martin music video. <laughs> and he's like, no, honey, no. Mm. Uh, if you were a horse, I'd be putting you down right now. <laughs> you, you twisted your ankle. But her whole family's like, she's going to fuck that, right? And I'd say that's a uh, 40 to 80% of the book. I don't know. There's still a lot more. There's oh, so much fucking more detail. A lot of detail. really stupid things that happened. I liked the, uh, like the, uh, they live in her cousin's house, and, in her cousin's uh, guest house, and her cousin's and his dumb ass wife. Are these the Palmers? The Dash, the other Dashwoods. The other Dashwoods. The oh, Palmers Jesus. are different people. The Palmers are also dumb, worthless pieces of shit. <laughs> but the other Dashwoods come in. Their entire days and weeks and months are just broken down to, and then we visited for dinner. And then we visited for lunch. And then we said, we must have you at the house down the street from where you are currently living for dinner. And blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah. And that was the first uh, one half of the book. So another thing that happens is that there's going to be like a afternoon garden party. when Some suddenly afternoon delight. <laughs> none of that in this book. None of this time. <laughs> uh, Colonel Brandon gets a message. And he's like, I must immediately go to London. I must go there now. What? But we're going to have do a not party pass go. later. <laughs> do not collect $200. Uh, and he has to leave immediately. And everyone's like, huh, that was weird. Okay. And then uh, Willoughby has to go. Willoughby also has like moved to London or gone to London. Because oh, that's where business this, this happens. This was my, my, one of my favorite quotes from the book. Uh, uh, someone just asked, after they've uh, met Sir John Willoughby, uh, hot guy extraordinaire. They were asking, you know, the usual things like, is he a gentleman? What is his gentlemanly penis like? What is happening? <laughs> and uh, someone said, Sir John. It's girthy. He was a blessing to all the juvenile part of the neighborhood, for in summer he was forever forming parties to eat cold ham and chicken out of doors, and in winter, his private balls were numerous enough for any young lady who was not suffering under the insatiable appetite of 15. So he gave all the kids hot ham balls, and he fucked anything that was above the age of 15. That's a fine, upstanding gentleman. <laughs> That's Sir John. That is sense and sensibility right there. Eat That's what cold it was. ham and chicken out of doors, <laughs> like a ruffian. <laughs> It's numerous balls for the young ladies. I read that and I thought, I fucking hate this book. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate this. There's so much more. Uh, and then that's, that's not even like, yeah, there's, there's so, so much, much more. There's so and much more trash. At, an, at another party, Eleanor hears from one of her friends. I think this is one of the Steels, Lucy Steele. Oh, yeah. yeah that, the that Steels. Mr. Ferrer, the one she was interested in back in the other place, was is actually... She's secretly engaged. He's been. She's been secretly engaged to Mr. Like Ferrer's for four years. It's like, and she's so devastated. But Eleanor keeps it on the inside. You know, doesn't let on that she's so devastated because like, everyone's. But just, it's a secret because they're all British and they yeah. can't express feelings. <laughs> exactly. Also, uh, this was another great one. Uh, another thing about Willoughby. Which was only specific to uh, the edition I was reading because of the way the pages were laid out, and I thought it was fucking hilarious, and actually woke me up from the stupor of reading through this uh, in my sleep. Uh, <laughs> someone asked me about Willoughby. is like, he is a pleasant, good-humored fellow, 
and he's got the nicest little black bitch. And then the, pa- <laughs> and then the page ended, and I was like, what the fuck? And I paid the page, like, of a, of a Labrador. I was like, oh, okay, all right, sure, it's a, it's a dog. <laughs> and that was the last funny thing that happened in this book, and that was about uh, 11,000 hours before this book ended. So then... Um, so at some point... Who's like, I'm engaged to him already, and to fucking Marianne is like... No, that was uh, Eleanor. Eleanor, excuse me. Yeah. Is like, that's fine. And that's the end of volume one. Yeah. Of three... Useless volumes. Yeah. yeah. And it goes on. Then in the middle volume, the Dashwood sisters go to stay in London for a while. And then when they're in London, uh, they're at a party and... And Willoughby is there, and Marianne is like, Willoughby, I'm so, so glad to see you. And he's like, um, hello, Miss Dashwood. It is good to see you. Except he's very cold and distant. He says, I, I have to words, go now. He's British. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even day. more so than normal. Mm. Even more so than normal. Uh, he has to, chip, and, chip. and then it's found out later. You know, Marianne is, of course, devastated. Because, you know, as 15-year-old girls are. Uh, he's so close to death. Why doesn't he want this young sniz? No, he's not Brandon. That guy's practically dead. Oh, yeah, right. Willoughby is just, you know. I'm sure he's 25. 25. Yeah. He's close. He's, he's middle-aged. He's still, he's still young and hot. Uh, or in British terms, lukewarm. <laughs> Tepid. And then it is, it is discovered that Willoughby is now engaged to some, like, Rich, some hussy bitch, some rich, some woman who you know, rich woman who he obviously doesn't love, but no, actually, you find that out later. Uh, but he needs the coin, he's the money because he's actually completely mismanaged his money and he has nothing, he's completely broke. It's amazing, these fucking rich assholes they had one job was like, don't waste the money, and they fuck it up. The children of the money, the children of rich people aren't good at things. Yeah, they never actually learn. They just are spoiled assholes. Good, thing that, good things that's changed. <laughs> but unfortunately, though, they still somehow... Now there's Instagram to allow those rich asshole kids to become famous again. Now they're called influencers. I like to think of them as influenzas. Basically. <laughs> they're a disease. Yeah, but they'll still make money out of like having fake boobs. Oh, or like a, or penis implants. Is that a thing? I'm sure it's a thing. <laughs> I don't know... But I'm sure it's a thing. He's very... He definitely doesn't have one. He's very <laughs> adamant in denying that. One. Yeah, definitely not. And I know the recovery time not is seven chance. weeks. <laughs> yeah, so then I think at some point... They have a beer. This is one that's been on the list for a little while. This is called Mr. Sulu IPA from Zero Gravity. And it's packed with out-of-this-world hop freshment. Freshness. I can't read. And it's packed with out-of-this-world hop freshness. It says... Keep Vermont green, so I guess it's from the Green Mountain State. Nate, what's that like? <laughs> I wouldn't IPA. know. I'm not from there. Brewed and dry hop with Comet and Strata hops, and it's six point three percent. So I put this on this one because uh, I was looking for a way to use this fucking beer because it's been on the list for so long. Wait, before you explain, let me just say it's called Mister Sulu IPA, and there's a picture of a fucking spaceship on it. And when I saw it at the store and bought it, I was like, "We're gonna do what." 
a sci-fi book pretty soon. And we have we, to. And then we use it for the least the sci-fi book there was. <laughs> a million of them. Suru in Japanese on the side. Uh, and so I was like, that's that's why I'm going to get it. And now we're doing it for Sense and Sensibility. So, Jimmy, continue. Yes. I looked at Mrs. Sulo, and he was, Sulu. A, he was a man of many talents, uh, a gentleman of leisure, master of reading and fencing and bougie shit, much like everyone in this book. <laughs> Who? Right. Mr. Sulu. He was a guy who... Delight- you mean the character? The character no, Mr. Sulu in George Star Trek. Takai. George Takai was... Not George Takai himself, but like the character Mr. Sulu was a master of you know the gentlemanly arts, much like... Not Willoughby, because he was a uh, hot trash ass bastard. <laughs> but Colonel Brandon probably was, as a war veteran... And Did uh, he fight like the Revolutionary War? Like what no, war he, did that he, guy fight? He in? fought he fought in some uh what was it? Something in something in Spain? In Spain? In like eighteen oh five? Oh, you know what? Well, the Napoleon, book was written in the seventeen nineties. Well, okay, actually good point. So it was probably the uh, Colonel Brandon was the war. It was uh, something this, against the French and Indian War, the Seven Years' War. That's seventeen fifties. Uh, it was something uh, something against uh, that would be too, way too long. It's like fifty seven uh, and sixty. It was something against like Spain or the Spanish colonies in the islands. Was this the War of Spanish Succession? Oh man, I don't know those ones. Yeah, so I there's don't a know bunch all of those. those I, it, it, was, it was something that took place in the Caribbean. Those are like the first world wars. Well, they were always fucking invading all the islands in the Caribbean. And there was just they were so piracy profitable. that was state sponsored. I'm pr- yeah. I'm I'm ninety percent sure it was a Caribbean island shit that he fought in. I can't believe he that fucking he made it to thirty five. Then and he didn't just dive like dengue fever. Typhus. Or the fuck you have over there? I think dengue was in Africa. It doesn't. Or mean. bullets. Oh, or yes, they also bullet disease. <laughs> Oh, prolonged my bullet only exposure. <laughs> Acute bulletitis. <laughs> oh, bullets no. are swollen. <laughs> yeah, anyway. they swell in your body and uh, make holes. Anyway, so it's an IPA. Yeah, it's oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. good. Uh, I don't know. Much I, like Mrs. Sulu, it's very classy. I don't know about Comet and uh, Strata Hops, what those are all about, but this is nice. Good job, George Decay. So everyone in this book <laughs> is shit and worthless. Um, that was what I got every page. Well, yeah. they, I mean, there's there's so many details. There's like, also the school, there's so okay. many details, but they're all. It's just because they're all rich people. They're all yeah. self centered, and they have very little to care about besides. What was it Edward their petty nonsense? They had this okay, whole it section won't, won't about uh, take that long to explain the rest. They had this whole section about Edward in the I think it was the middle section where they they she finally has to know Edward about what a you know useless douchebag he is. Where he spends a lot of time complaining about what a useless douchebag he himself is. It's like, I don't, I don't really do much, and I want to do things, but I'm not good at stuff, so I'm just going to like hang out and just vibe, man, and uh, whatever. But still, such a fine young gentleman. Yeah, yeah. but he's still like, got a nice cock or something. I don't know, because... <laughs> Eleanor is still... Yeah, she still, still, wants, she still wants to jump on He's like, Farrar's, maybe he's like vaguely ethnic. I don't know. Mm. He's like kind of Spanish. A little swarthy. Yeah, he's a little... He's tan. He's, he's got a dirt lip. He can go into the sun without burning. I don't know. That's, that's a lot <laughs> for British people. <laughs> but it's like... It's just like, oh... I was like listening to this guy complain about what a useless piece of shit he is. And just like, okay, well, cool, man. All right. So there were really points at which throughout this book that I really was 100% not sure, is this satire or not? I, do, I could not tell. I think she has some, uh, Jane Austen, has some cheeky comments sometimes yeah, about that's the situation. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. 
because she makes like there mentions oh this woman who has had the greatest breeding and raising and has been trained and everything and yet she has nothing to say at the dinner parties they talk about the cousins uh bringing their kid to the cottage to hang out and it's like and that took up you know, an hour or two of conversation, and that's great. It's like, so all they're doing is like looking for shit to talk about to kill time because everyone is useless. It's like, we got nothing to do, so let's talk about the kid. And he, like, he has small shoes. Wow, does he? Well, this was their world, though, and it's certain, you know what? It's still better than working in a goddamn field. No, it is, it is, but I don't in the wanna, Caribbean. I don't want to fucking read about it. Yeah, that's, I mean, it was still a dumb book. That's what I guess we'll get to the end. Like, why is this a fucking book people still want to read? But that I don't know. So yeah, well yeah, me too. It's we can bur- we can theory. we can burn <laughs> we can burn through most of it because so, nothing else. Okay, happens. eventually, what happens is that um, everything works out. Uh, Willoughby. So this is very much close to the end. Um, it is determined that Edward. So uh, Edward Ferris is going to. It, it is. Announced, or more like it is leaked that um, Edward, that the Lucy Steele is going to marry Edward Ferris, like the ones that they've been secretly engaged with for four years. Uh, and it, it, she like tells the wrong. She tells the servant stepmother. Stepmother, anyway, this is the mother finds out about it, and so Edward is immediately disinherited. Like he's like, you cannot marry that woman of lower class. Yes, but in a meet in this, so I was like, oh, so he's like lost everything. And then Colonel Brandon says, oh, well, I will let him be the clergyman on my estate, which comes with a income of a couple pounds and not a ton, but uh, I'll give him a couple pounds if you know what I mean. <laughs> waka waka. As long as I get to pound that other <laughs> significantly younger than me puss. Uh, and and so, they, but they're still gonna marry. And then Eleanor is really, really, still really, really sad. And then much later, this is after several hundred pages, too many hundreds of pages. <laughs> it turns out that hundreds of pages. Edward did not marry that woman. That she married. No, yeah, Edward, she married Edward's, Edward's brother. Edward's younger dumb, brother, shitty brother. Of which th- this is one of the parts where. The servant was like, yes, mistaken identity. she married Mr. Mr. Ferrars. Yeah, she's married Mr. Ferrars. And, you know, I'm and not allowed to say now. first names as a slave, so I can't explain anything beyond that to you. And now they're married now, and Eleanor's like, oh, okay, I'm so sad. And it turns out it was the wrong Mr. Ferrars because nobody yeah, can use first names at yeah. the time. Not allowed. So, not allowed. And then he comes Of course to it was him. I see him all the, the time. The cottage at Barton and tells Eleanor, no, I've... I really loved you the whole time, but he says it in like eighteen-page speech and not yeah. just like "Hi, it's nice to see you." <laughs> and Mr. Willoughby uh, was the whole time, which is also looks like he says, uh, "I've I obviously always loved you, uh, Marianne, even though we were never actually engaged. But I always loved you. But I just had no money, but so I, I had to marry the witch woman more. instead. Yeah, so that's why he says. But I really did actually love you." And then Colonel Brandon, and then finally, last thing is that Colonel Brandon is like, but Marianne. Let me marry you before you turn old enough. Before you turn 16 and you're too old. Uh, I want to marry you while you're still usable. You know, if you get to be half of my age, that will be way too old. That's how math works. Yeah. Anyway, and so. Jeffrey Epstein math. So (laughs) at the end of the book, Eleanor marries Edward, which was 
you know, happy with what they wanted. And then Marianne marries Colonel Brandon. And they live happily ever after. Except for the third sister, you never find out. No. She's still She's too just young. poor. She's still too young. She's still at too young. 13. Yeah. She'll get married soon, though. Please find me a 28 year old man who's desperate. I'm just about half his age. Yeah, she was very much like the Mary in Pride and Bridges, or the, the sister that you just She was even like. worse than Mary. At least Mary was like throughout the book. This bitch was like in the very She's beginning. Very At the end, yeah. was like, who is this? It's like, I'd look it up. I was like, oh, there's a third sister. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we also for, almost forgot about. Oh, Jesus. So their beer. This is called 914 from Yonkers Brewing Company. It is a Vienna style lager. And it opens with a toasty maltiness and finishes with a mild bitterness and subtle hints of noble hope aroma. Noble hop. What the fuck am I? Oh, God damn it, beer. You can read, right? Uh, for your book podcast. I can't always speak. I'm feeling exceptionally drunk right now. Um, noble hop aroma. Fuck. So it sounds like a Sam Adams beer. So, Nate, why did you put this on the list? Because this one wasn't me. I didn't put it on the list. I certainly did not, guys. You definitely did. No, I didn't. Jimmy I didn't. didn't put any of them on the list. All right, Jimmy, you're on the spot now. You're the one that comes up with the dumb 914. 914 is about the year plus 100 this came out. <laughs> what? <laughs> plus 1100? 1814? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a low number, like the number of years came out. I did not put this on the list, man. I didn't put it on the list. I definitely didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You definitely did. You should go look in the fucking Google file and see who edited it. But All right, I'm going to justify it. I'm going to justify it. (laughs) 9-14, there were nine characters, and some of them were 14. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) Or there were 914 stupid characters. Oh, yeah. This was 914 pages too long. (laughs) <laughs> That's more likely. You know what? That's why you put it on there. there yeah. This 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 book could have been about ten pages and be like, oh, it's a nice short story. <laughs> it was just been a family tree you looked at. Oh, that's how they got happened. That's how they got married. I had to look at a fucking family tree to follow this goddamn book. Well, because throughout the passage, there's so many jumping they're just like Miss Dashwood, Mister Ferrars, Mrs. The. And you're like, ah, I, I, mean, I think it's just, that one. Just after the first chapter where they talked about all the half-sisters and half-siblings and all that intergenerational shit, I had to look at a family tree and be like, okay, that's what's happening. Just to establish like a baseline of the rest of the story. What about this beer? Oh, it's fine. It tastes like a fucking... It's okay. It tastes like beer. It's pretty malty for this kind of yeah. style. Yeah. Like a, a classic, you know, Samuel Adams kind lager. of beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like tastes like Boston Lager, that kind of beer. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. So first off, Jane Austen, of course, writes in these very long, rambly passages. But this one is worse. Is she different from other people of this? She's Uh. probably not different from other people of this time. It's true, but you know, a a sentence can't just be subject, verb, object. It has to have a million little clauses and uh, positives and digressions and contractions and whatever. But she also does this annoying thing of not being very careful about using pronouns. So you'll say it'll, you know, have these sort of pronouns that you're not really sure what it's referring to after a while. You know, it'll be like, Mr. This 
went over here, and while he was over there, his eyes did spy a team of horses, and the horses were looking down at the hay, and while he was there, he did this. Like, wait, is he talking about the horse right now, or are you talking about the guy? And then just goes on and on and on, and you have to go like, wait, I have to like unravel that sentence. And all it said was, there was a fucking horse. (laughs) But it just had these long passages. That said, in the end, said nothing. Yeah. Oh, he had a hat. Or he didn't have a hat. (laughs) I believe this particular book is worked is because when she originally wrote it, it was letters. And so people are obviously not going to write one sentence to each other. So they obviously wrote much longer letters to each other. So when she condensed it into a more of a regular novel... She kept in these really long speeches. The concept that this, is, that this used to be longer makes me furious. Not necessarily longer, but just that it used to be all letters to each other. Without, <sighs> it would probably actually would have been shorter if it was only the conversations. It would be even worse to read, though. Huh. Yeah. I can't imagine this being worse to read. Uh, okay, so why is this famous? Because Jane Austen wrote it. Period. End of story. Yeah. That is the reason. She did you know, a bunch of other stuff that was much better in every know, way. She published Pride and Prejudice first, and that was like a fairly, you know, that was like fairly big, you know, for the time, as you this could say. This sold out in its first edition. Well, yes, like because 40 people, copies or something. Because people liked Pride and Prejudice. The new Gutenberg press was bottomed out. <laughs> you know, because people liked Pride and Prejudice, and so people were eager for the second one. And so she churned out this second one too fast or more like this, this was <laughs> this was her first attempt at a book that I mean in my opinion should not have been published not in this or stage just heavily edited sh- or just like obviously shortened like Pride and Prejudice is just a not just a shorter book but the plot is more to the point I mean more stuff I mean there are a lot of stuff that happens but yeah. there isn't the ton of pages at the beginning just setting up the family tree and the inheritance that it, before even introducing the main characters and then and literally so everything bad. else after that was just oh my god this could have been said in and, one third the words and, and everyone is so painfully proper all the all the long dialogues between the sisters about manners and propriety and bullshit was just like i don't fucking care Maybe I mean, it was different back in the maybe day, but people I don't know. back then cared. Maybe young women at the time, you know, just the way that the book Little Women became popular was that it was a big hit among young women, and perhaps because this is. But was this? I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that's who would have been most interested in. It. Is this something that she, did she publish before she died? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is her second thing. She just came out a year or two later after okay. Pride and Prejudice. Actually, a lot of this. I mean, she still died young, but she did this. Was she made it to like forty, and this came out. She must have been thirty. You know, she something like that. A lot of it feels like listening to a story your wife tells you or your girlfriend. <laughs> where uh, <laughs> no, no, hear me out, hear me out. Not I, I understand. Where you're like <laughs> definitely not sexist. She starts definitely telling not. a story, and you're like, wait, who the fuck are you talking about again? You don't remember this? Uh, she's from work. Who? Who? Janet. The Janet that you had in the uh, accounting? No, not that one. All right, you got to just, you know what? Just start from the beginning and tell me the background of every character first. Then I'll understand your story. That's what a lot of this felt like to me. Yeah, I I feel that. Maybe without all the lady stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But just like, I, I, I like Pride and Prejudice. It was fine. 
in the end, I was like, I didn't feel like I'd wasted my time. This was, part of it for me was just that I just don't give a fuck <laughs> no, about, about this the shit. plight of rich people. It's like, oh, what am I going to marry to do nothing for the rest of my life with my husband who does nothing? If every one of these people died, I would feel nothing. Technically, they have died. If, they are if I true. watched them die with my <laughs> eyes, I would feel nothing. Well, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I don't empathize with the landed gentry of 200 years ago. I don't wish them ill. But I don't wish them ill, but I don't care if they live or die. I, I will, I will taper, temper that for myself. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say I'd, like, if they all died, I'd be like, oh, that was terrible. But there's just not, any, there's not anything compelling about the plot. It's like, will she get married or won't she get married? And if she doesn't get married, what happens? She's still fine. Okay. Yeah, fine. I mean, it would be one thing if, like, if, if, well, okay, if they did they something, if they really did something, be it'd be fine? interesting. But they don't do anything. No, they're not doing anything. They just kind it's, of whine. It's a book full of people who do nothing. Oh, it's like Seinfeld. The novelization. But like <laughs> even more shitty. Did you ever read that uh what the fuck was it? Gatsby? I think it's Ga- no no Os- uh, Oscar Wilde. The Beautiful and the Damned. No, that, that's by that, Scott no. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. All right. It's like that, but older and much, 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 much long much, 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 much longer. <laughs> and therefore bat worse. Yeah. Whereas like at least like that, you kind of like I get the story, that I get the point a, of it, which is like these not people that I've are read useless. That book, but I'm assuming because it's Fitzgerald, he's sort of making a comment on is a the comment idle on rich. It. The comment on the it was the gentleman of leisure, whereas, the idle rich. This is just like where, this is what people Jane are. Austen wasn't I mean, maybe she was doing that a little bit, but it was also kind of like a primer on how young women should behave. Yeah. And this is the kind of life that you would that you might live. I mean, it's a concept of like, I don't know if she was self-aware enough to make a comment on the idle rich, but also like the people who weren't the idle rich couldn't fucking read to read these books and get the social commentary on it. And the people who could read would be like, it's hard being rich. It's probably a whole lot of shit that if you Unless read Unless she's very... rich. Yeah. Oh, then you, you deal with that. You suck yeah. that chubby down. But if there was like a um, heavily annotated edition of this, which I'm sure there are plenty, that explained all of the subtle crap that's in it. I bet there's a lot of stuff that's like, this is, uh, in 1812, this was very common for men to say to women, and it meant this. I'm sure that's a thing, but it doesn't offset the overall problem I have with it. Of I don't give a fuck about rich people and their problem of marrying other rich people or not. Are you a member of Good Charlotte? <laughs> They're all way richer than these people ever were. lifestyles of rich and the famous. But just like... I just, there's, They're there's always a, complaining. It's just people complaining about like, we don't get to do nothing enough together. What's so, the point? All right. Now, this I've owned... Of, of Jane Austen, I've only now read Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility. Pride and Prejudice is way better. I'm hoping so much... That the other Jane Austen ones are better. I think they probably is are. Emma Jane Austen? Emma is definitely Jane Austen. Emma, Persuasion, Northanger Abbey, Mansfield Well, Northanger Abbey is what, like, a, it's like a satire. That one I've horror, read, actually. I like that. Movies. I like Horror that. books, I mean. It's like making fun of Frankenstein and shit like that. You see, that would be great. And also, Emma, the story, the, Emma, the plot of Emma was Which they're used. also remaking into a movie. Uh, so it's actually coming out right around now. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, well, as I was reading it, why the fuck aren't we reading Emma instead? It's probably better. Also, uh, the plot of Emma was then used to turn into the movie Clueless. Oh, yeah. 
So anyway, as I, if. <laughs> so she fucks her cousin. Half brother, step brother. I yeah. actually haven't seen the movie Clueless. I've only what? Nate, put it on the list. Nate, put it holy shit! You know what, Nate? The list. Nate, we've gone through a lot of movies that you haven't seen, and you know most of them this I can for- most of them I can forgive you. This is unforgivable. Actually, this one I really feel like I should have seen. You the were like others, a college no, student when no this apologies. came out. How did you not see this? This one I feel like I should have seen. Nate, you had just retired. You had nothing <laughs> but time on your hands. <laughs> Was it 1996 or some shit? Yeah, 95 or 96. Yeah. Of all the other dumb movies we make, we say, like, no one needs to see a lot of the trash movies. Clueless is the thing as a movie that I actually feel like I should. Clueless is an absolute movie you should should see. I feel like I should. Other ones don't give a shit. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? God damn it, Nate. That's also a masterpiece. (laughs) There's a lot. We should go back and make a list of the things Nate needs to say. Citizen Kane? <laughs> it's I, have, I saw about 10 minutes of that. I want to kill myself. I actually really liked Citizen Kane. Mm. Maybe I was, it was like a pretentious high school student at the time. So Yeah, that sounds all right. I pretended I liked it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you did. But uh, It's a sled. Just save you three boring, boobless hours. <laughs> boobies? There were no boobies in this book. No, they weren't allowed. It's very disappointing. They were all just tied up in petticoats. <laughs> so who should read it? Absolutely no one. No one. Why do you... So Unless you want to be a Jane Austen completist, but definitely leave this one to the end. Yeah, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And uh, if you've listened this long, why don't you, uh, you know, go leave us a review? Just uh, round up to five stars. It'll be really helpful wherever you're listening. And uh, drop us a line or two about what you thought. You know, just five stars for uh, one for every uh, every horrendous chapter of book that you read in this this one. And if you want to hear about people reading the books that you don't have to, go to Patreon slash Drunk Guys Book Club, where you can give us money and for buy free. us a beer <laughs> so that we can not go crazy reading this book. At least, yeah, at least we love that the beer was paid for. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.